All righty, we're getting later and later into the season. We're getting later and later into this recording. So I'm going to give you a warning now. This might not be the tightest show we've ever done, but fingers crossed the entertainment value is at an all-time high. The gang's all here. Smithy's here, who, let me tell you, needs a rebound more than Charlie Sheen. How are you, mate? I'm pumped up, mate. I've got my signed D-Hop jersey on. Uh, I'm feeling good, so this is going to be a good one. Yeah, he's doing well, our man. TD's here, who needs more tips than Justin Timberlake in 2002. How are you, mate? <laughs> That's a good one, Daz. I'm feeling good, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. And as always, I'm Daz. Now, fellas, this week I got a phone call from my phone company, ironically. Now, I don't want to brag, but I know people normally have regular phone bills, but they rang and told me that mine was outstanding. So I'm feeling good. That is the pump up that I needed this week. Smithy, what are you looking forward to in week 11, my friend? Uh Cam Newton starting for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll get onto that a bit more later, but I am pumped. Yeah. The big fella is pumped. TD, what are you looking forward to, mate? Yeah, I've gone the same same kind of way. I've got my team, the Cowboys. They're probably playing their biggest game since that divisional round playoff game against the Rams a couple of years ago. Um, they haven't really been relevant since, so it's good to see them relevant and again and in a big game, which I'm excited for. Could be one of the games in here. Can't wait to talk about it. But we have to kick things off. Smithy has got the Patriots and the Falcons. And if you don't think the NFL media has beaten this game to death, I don't really know what to tell you. But yes, these two have some history. But it's not about the history. It is about the now. Smithy, what's going to happen on Friday morning our time, mate? Yeah, we got two teams coming off completely different Week 10 results. Uh, we had the Patriots absolutely demolish the Cleveland Browns at home. Uh, taught him a footballing lesson. And we have the Falcons coming off an embarrassing loss to TD's Dallas Cowboys. So uh, two teams who I guess are going to be in completely different mind frames coming into this one. The Patriots, they've owned Atlanta. Uh, They've actually won their last six games against the Falcons, including a playoff performance that apparently is a bit famous. I don't know. Um, I guess I've heard of it a few times, but... Uh, If you guys want to indulge, that's fine. Uh, The Falcons, I worry about them in this game. I really do. Because they uh, they only have one team below them in points allowed this year, and that's the New York Jets. So they are seriously struggling to stop any team putting up points. Uh, They can't defend a thing. We saw it last week. They gave up 36 points and a half for crying out loud. It was just ugly. Uh, The... The... Patriots offense has been playing incredibly well. They did it last week without Damien Harris, their clear running back one who is back this week from concussion. And I know Bill Belichick doesn't need any more accolades or any more praise, but I'm going to give it to him because he deserves a lot of credit this year. Um, No matter who the Patriots seem to roll out on offense, they just produce. They just put up points. They play the right way. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, they they don't roll out superstars, especially at wide receiver. You know, Jacoby Myers is fine. Kendrick Bourne has bounced around the league. You know, they, they don't have big names. They don't have the stars, but they just produce. And uh, Bill Belichick has drawn up an incredible game plan for that offense this year. And I can see the Patriots winning this one pretty comfortably. Bang, there we go to kick things off. TD, do you share Smithy's sentiment there? Yeah, I do, um, and I kind of have to apologise to the Patriots and their fans. I, I, I called them boring and conservative um, and at a bad team, actually, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they've um, really shown me a lesson there. 
they yeah they're far from boring. They're putting up lots of points. Mac Jones, I also owe him an apology because I said he's not the answer for them, and that I went way too early on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he's playing really well, um, and I think I'm picking the Patriots pretty easily in this one. Bang. Now, Smithy, you always say that the first two weeks of the NFL season are the hardest to predict. The Falcons haven't lost a back-to-back game since then, and they lost last week, and I'm actually going to predict that to continue. I'm going the upset here. Falcons, they are going to get it done. Matt Ryan has not been as bad. I know everyone gets an aberration, and the Falcons are not a great team. Granted, but if we take last week out of the equation, Matt Ryan hasn't been as bad, I think, as others think so. The Falcons, every time they lose, they should have won. Every time they win, they should have lost. It's been that kind of season for them. And I'm going to predict the upset early and go the Falcons. Let's move on as my screen has just frozen a touch note. There we go. We've got the Ravens and the Bears. TD, you have got this game. Now, every time you take the Bears off Smithy, they seem to cause an upset. Can they do it here against Baltimore? Be nice to be honest. I wouldn't mind seeing an upset here. Uh, Baltimore, they've been really good this season, better than even I expected. Uh, they did have a bad loss last week, and we've seen lately good teams have had bad losses uh, and been able to bounce back. So I think that's what the Ravens need to do here. The Bears, they've lost four straight. They started three and two. Um, they looked a little promising, and it's kind of gotten away from them a little, I guess. They are coming off their bye. They had that close loss to the Steelers beforehand. Um, I, I don't know if it was Justin Fields' best game, but he certainly showed he's got the talent. Uh, he made a lot of great throws in that game, especially in the fourth quarter. The Ravens are giving up the most passing yards per game in the league with over 280 a game. Um, and to be honest, I'd love to see Fields sling it in this one and attack Baltimore's secondary. Uh, but to be honest, the Bears, they average the least amount of passing attempts per game with only 26, and they're probably going to see a lot of the run game. Uh, they do average just under 30 carries per game. They've been pretty successful on the ground too, so that's where they're going to look to attack, I think. The Ravens also have a pretty good run. Uh, they have a good run attack, but they've also got a good run defense. Uh, it's fourth best in the NFL. They average under 90 yards allowed per game. And to be honest, whoever probably wins on the ground um, – there probably wins the game, I'd say. Baltimore, obviously, they love to run the ball. We all know it. The Bears, their run defense isn't anywhere as good um, as the Ravens is, and that's obviously advantage to Ravens. I'm picking the Ravens to bounce back, but I am looking forward to the uh, battle of Fields and Lamar. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute ripper. Now, Smithy, before the draft even began, you had found your man. When the Bears drafted Justin Fields, they thought they'd found their man, and after the Steelers game, it was confirmed that they found their man. Uh, does it annoy you that it took Bears, maybe fans, and maybe even commentators too long to catch on that this man is an almighty talent? And do you think he can get it done against a Baltimore team that were humbled by a sensational side last week? Not really. Uh, <laughs> I think they know. I think they knew the, the talent he had because it was obvious at Ohio State. Um, if you watched one game of him in college, you knew that the kid could play, but. I think people were reserved because of the play calling and the coaching. Uh, and he he didn't start the year great. Like Anyone could see that. He missed some throws. He turned the ball over a lot. But every week he has got better. And I think that's really coming to a head now with two really good starts before the bye. Uh, I would, like TD said, I'd love to see them open up the playbook and get him to use his cannon of an arm downfield. But I just don't think they're going to. Uh, Matt Nagy is... Uh, too bad of a coach. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to, don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but he's just not a good enough coach to do that. So 
I am picking the Ravens as well. I think that they just have to bounce back. Yeah, I think they do as well. And I do feel for Justin Fields, I'd be annoyed too if my coach was nagging at me. Thank you. Good night, guys. It is too early in the show. TD looks genuinely disgusted at me right now. Smithy's just got that look of disappointment I've had for nine years when I uh, pretty much say all the things that I do. Let's move on to the Colts and the Bills and Smithy's hoping I do so quickly even now. Now, I acquired Josh Allen off Smithy in fantasy this week. And so I'm hoping... Sorry, I am hoping that Josh Allen absolutely destroys the Colts. Smithy, do you think the Bills carry on their merry way since their surprise loss to Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, well, we've got one team who I was super high on coming into the season, being the Buffalo Bills, facing a team that I was super low on in the Indianapolis Colts. So it's a bit funny to see them squaring off. Uh, As you mentioned, the Bills bounced back last week after the horror loss to the Jags dismantling the New York Jets uh, while the Colts just beat the team that tripped up Buffalo being the Jags. So they only just got over the top of them. Uh, The Bills rank third for total rushing yards allowed and yards per attempt on the ground. So I think this is going to be Jonathan Taylor's biggest test of the season. Uh, We've seen him sort of leap into the spotlight over the last month, uh, especially with the injury to Derrick Henry. He's the the hot man at the running back position at the moment. Everyone wants to talk about him, but if he can produce here against this incredible Bills defense, then I'm going to know that Jonathan Taylor is for real and that he is a genuine top five running back in the NFL uh, because this Bills defense is just so stout against the run. Uh, They're going to have to lean into the run, I think, the Colts, because I just trust Josh Allen way more than I trust Carson Wentz at this point. Wentz has played good, but we know how prone he is to turnovers and or injuries. Um, and I think the Colts are a bit uh, light on in terms of defense. And their offense was really uninspiring last week against Jacksonville. So I'm tipping the Colts, uh, the Bills, sorry. Oh, and boy. It was, pretty easy, it was a pretty easy tip for me to tip the Bills. Uh, hmm. Sorry for slipping up there. But, yeah, it was a pretty easy choice for me. It was easier to decide than to stay uh, to, than to say. There you go. I fucked up my own joke by you not talking, by not talking myself. That is the karma bus well and truly back and over dazzling. If I've ever seen it, TD, get us back on track, will you? Do the Bills get their second win in a row? As just, <laughs> I tried to mute. Just, it didn't work. <laughs> TD, seriously, like I say, get us back on track. Do the Bills uh, get a win here? Yeah, that, they should, and they're clearly the better team, um, but they do only have one more win which is pretty odd. They have had the buy, and I don't think the Colts have, but still to see the difference in teams, they've only had one extra win. It's kind of funny. Um, For me, the Bills, they've got one of the best defenses in the NFL, um, and they've got a really good run defense. I don't think you can stop Jonathan Taylor, um, but they might be able to slow him down, and that's what they're going to need to do. I think it's going to be a real rough day for Carson Wentz. He he throws some pretty average throws when he's pressured, and I think he's going to be pressured a lot in this game. Bang, there we go. Let's move on to TD's next game, the Lions and the Browns. Now, these two teams had interesting results last week. The Browns were embarrassed in a huge loss. The Lions were embarrassed in a tie. See if that makes sense, but it's definitely true. And if you haven't watched that game back, be like Smithy. Don't bother. TD, what happens in this one? Do the Browns bounce back or do the Lions finally break that shackle? I think it's a great spot for Cleveland, to be honest. They are banged up. Uh, they're injured all over. It feels like Nick Chubb's still on the COVID list uh, and they are coming off a terrible loss. 
but they do get the worst team in the NFL, um, in my opinion. And if I've learned anything over the past couple of weeks, no wins are guaranteed. Uh, you're going to have to earn your wins, um, and I, th- I think they will be able to in this game. They leaned on their passing game early last week. They kind of neglected the run, um, which isn't like the Browns, and the game kind of got away from them. Uh, this week, I think they're going to lean on the run early. Um, it, it should be – that's what they should do. That That's what kind of team they are, and that's what they're going to have to do, especially against this Lions team. They give up over 130 rushing yards per game. Baker, he, he's banged up. It's pretty funny. I, I looked up on him today. He, it said he had sore foot, sore shin, sore knee, sore hand. He's just hurt all over, and he's still expecting to play. So he's earning a lot of my respect this year. I've said that a couple of times. Uh, but I think the less he's involved, the better um, for Cleveland injury-wise, not not because he's no good, but well, he isn't any good at the moment. But <laughs> um, Cleveland are pretty good uh, at stopping the run. They do allow under 100 yards per game. And if they can shut down the Lions' run game, I don't think Jared Goff is going to be able to do enough to win based on the current form. He hasn't been playing great. Cleveland's passing game isn't great either. Uh, they don't throw it often. And their leading receiver is actually David Njoku. Uh, so when they throw it, it's short and it's over the middle. So it's crazy that their tight end, who's, you know, they've got three tight ends. So it's not even like he's a, their main target. Just one of their tight ends is leading it. And that's just crazy. Um, I think this game could be as ugly as last week's game, uh, Detroit versus Pittsburgh. Uh, if neither team can get the run game going and it's Jared Goff versus Baker Mayfield uh, and that's a bit of a worry. Detroit, for me, give up too many points. They average 28.9 per game allowed and that's why I'm picking the Browns. Bang, there we go. Smithy, if Baker does start, do we start – well, not start. Do we continue to worry a lot about how a healthy Jared Goff can't beat a, as TD put it, a beaten up Baker Mayfield? I know that they've got different rosters, but – the amount of injuries that Baker's got, Jared isn't injured at all. Surely the alarm bells are sounding and it's getting, um, what's the word I'm looking for, deafening at the moment because it's it's embarrassing at this point. I feel like that's harsh, but if Jared can't beat Baker and Baker's playing and he's not fit, then Detroit are in more trouble than I even I think they're in. Yeah, it was obviously a huge gamble to take him on uh, because he was so uninspiring last year in LA, but... Yeah, it would be damning if if he couldn't, you know, beat a quarterback who's so beaten. I think the Browns are better off starting um, their backup, Case Keenum, at this stage because Baker's just got – he's falling apart. It wouldn't surprise me if he took a snap and his arm fell off at something at, or something at this point because he's just falling apart, the poor bloke. Um, and it's not – him playing hurt isn't helping Cleveland. It's hindering them. So they should just sit him for – even if it's for a week – let Case Keenum start against the Lions. They're going to win anyway because the Lions are a basket case. So, you know, just take the win, let Baker sit, and um, hopefully he's feeling a bit better for next week. But, yeah, Jared Jared Goff for the Lions, it's just no good. Yeah, absolutely. There's a bit of Monty Python sketch about someone throwing a football on their arm coming off. So if they're listening right now and they put that in a reboot, we're taking credit for it. Let's move on to the Texans and the Titans. Smithy, you drafted this game, so part of me does want to know why this game was of such interest to you and how you think it's going to go because um, off the page, it doesn't read as the most inspiring game. Tell you what, boys, Mm -hmm. this screams trap game to me. 
Like oh boy. The, the, the screams are just echoing in my head that this is a trap game for Tennessee. And I'll tell you why. The Titans are on a six-game win streak, which is their longest since 2008, and they've beaten five playoff teams from last season in a row. Uh, the Texans, look, they're a bad football team at the moment, but they genuinely have nothing to lose. They're going to come out. They're young. They're going to come out and play hard every, every week. And the Titans' offense hasn't been that great since Derrick Henry hurt his foot. Um, they haven't been able to get a run game established. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill as far as I can throw him. Uh, I don't. They have a lot of injuries at skill positions at the moment. And although this defense has been the shining light for Tennessee, I think they're prone to a down game. And if they're going to go into a game thinking it's going to be easy, it's this one. Uh, I think they're going to take their foot off the pedal, this Tennessee defense, uh, and Houston are going to have a sniff. I really want to tip Houston. I really, really want to tip Houston. And you know what, lads? Mm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tip tip the Houston Texans to win this game. I think this is the definition of, of a trap game for Tennessee. We've seen it happen to them early in the year against the Jets. They've gone on a huge run. They'll be feeling good about themselves. I think they trip over here and lose to the Houston Texans. So this is probably my boldest call of the year. I'm pretty, I'm 99% certain it's going to come back to slap me in the face, but (laughs) I'm going to roll with it. Bang, TD, your initial thoughts with that, because that could be the call of the year if he gets it right. I love it because he was kind of hyping it up the whole time. And <laughs> towards the end, it just felt like he was just going to say, oh, I'm picking the Titans. But yeah, and the Titans stuck with it comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> he did stick with it. Um, and good on him. Uh, I don't agree. I, I just feel like maybe he's overthought that a little bit too much. Just from the outside looking in, I haven't obviously, you know, it's his game, so I haven't looked too much into it. But just on the outside looking in, Texans, Titans, Titans are the better team. And once again, they ha- they're going to have to earn the win. It's not going to, you know, just fall to them like um, we've expected wins to fall to teams lately. But uh, there is a path there where the Texans do win, but I think this Titans team's going too well at the moment to lose this game. Bang, there you go. Now, Smithy, when we made the bet with the Raiders game after Gruden got fired, because when we get our locks wrong, we just put the beers in the middle for the Super Bowl uh, party, which, by the way, we hope none of our teams are in because we're not going to remember it the way we're going. But winning that bet off you guys, your three were personally for me. You guys can't touch them. I'm going to extend an olive branch. If the Texans win this game, I'm going to have six for you. TD can't touch them, but just for you, because I admire that call, and I reckon you're going to get absolutely smacked. So I'm going (laughs) to chuck six in there just as a little incentive for you to cheer on the Texans. Let's move on to the almighty Dolphins. What a win last week. Two in a row. Ten and seven is back on you, beauty. Goodness me. They have got the Jets who are a mess. Now, TD, you've got this game and you don't even get the pleasure of seeing Smithy's man, Mike White, in this one. Yeah, pretty odd decision there. Uh, for Miami, though, their season could be too far gone. Uh, but a win here kind of puts them in a good position, you could say. Uh, there's a bit of a log jam of five-win teams at the moment, and one of them is going to make the playoffs, if not two. So they're not that far, uh, far behind, only two wins. Um, not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything if they win this game, but it, it's they're at a point where if they do win this game, they're at four wins. They're only going to be one or two games out of that number seven seed at the moment. Uh, and as you said, Daz, it looks like the Jets are going to start Joe Flacco here, and I think that's great news for the Dolphins and the Dolphins fans. He hasn't played in a win since 2019 when he was with the Broncos. 
Um, and, yeah, I don't know why Smithy's man, uh, Mike White, doesn't get another shot, to be honest. They were happy to give him uh, a second crack after he played a good game, and they're not willing to give him one after he's played a bad game. So it doesn't make much sense to me, but, you know, we'll get over it, I guess. If Miami's defense plays like they do last week, I think they win pretty easily. Uh, if they managed four sacks on the mobile Lamar Jackson, I think they could nearly get 10 on stationary Joe. Um, and he'll have fond memories of most likely his final start in the NFL by the looks of it. I couldn't see him going on much further, and I think Zach Wilson might be back next week from what I've heard. Uh, the Jets' defense stinks at the moment. They're giving up 30-plus points per game, 40-plus in their last three, 417 total yards per game, 446 in their last three. Uh, they're the worst team in terms of hanging onto the ball, 2.4 giveaways per game. And although Miami's offense, you know, it, it really has struggled this season, both scoring and yardage-wise, I expect them to be able to move the ball quite easily in this game. And I think they're just going to have to convert in the red zone to win this game. Bang, there we go. It feels weird. Someone else tipping the Dolphins, let me tell you. Smithy, are you going to make it two in a row, mate? Two people picking the fins? Yeah, I could never pick a team that's being led by Joe Flacco uh, in 2021. So uh, I'm definitely diving into the fins. I think they are a sure thing this week. I'm tipping the Jets. Oh, no. Oh, oh, that no. is the definition of your band pessimism kicking in. If someone, if there's one team in the league that is going to fuck this jet situation up, it is going to be the Finns. And hey, if I'm wrong, the Finns win. So I don't, a loss in the tips, but a happy Daz in the review is what it is. And I'm also saving myself some mental health. If I tip the Finns and we lose, I'm going to have to bring Daz's dickheads back and my head might actually come off. So (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, this is not a decision made for the betterment of my tips, but for the betterment of me. And I feel like I deserve that. And for all the Jets fans who are thinking, you're not going to give us some sort of critical analysis on how we can win the game. uh, No. Have you seen your team play football? There we go. Conversation (laughs) over. Smithy. Pew, pew, pew. That's it. Smithy, the Packers have got the Vikings. Now, this is a game that probably two weeks ago wasn't looking that exciting, but Aaron Rodgers back. Kirk Cousins got a win last week against a poor Chargers defense. This might actually be a corker. What do you think? Yeah, great divisional clash here. And a game that I think is going to tell us a lot about both teams. Um, The Packers defense has been outstanding over the last month and face, on paper, one of the best offenses in the league uh, with Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. Uh, The Vikings are high-powered, that's for sure. Uh, Devontae Adams owns the Minnesota Vikings. We we know that Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, as he proclaimed to everyone when he played them earlier in the year. Devontae Adams owns the Vikings. He has five touchdowns in his last two games against them. And I cannot see anyone on that Vikings roster who wasn't there last year to slow him down. Um, He is a dominant force and I can see him having an absolutely huge game this week. I'm really looking forward to seeing how AJ Dillon handles the running back one workload. Uh, There's no Aaron Jones this week. He's out with a knee injury. AJ Dillon has been a really good complimentary piece, uh, sort of the, the thunder to Aaron Jones's lightning, if you will, in that backfield. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, AJ's productivity this week. We know, I said that in the review about Kirk Cousins being the beautifully strange man that he is, 
having a 12 touchdowns, zero interception record on the road this year. He's not as good at home and they're playing at home, which is weird. Uh, I'm tipping the Packers. They're just so consistent. Uh, we touched on it the other night. They just don't seem to play a bad game. And uh, the the Vikings are so volatile. They're so in the opposite direction of that consistency that it's hard to trust them. So I'm going to tip the Packers to win this one. Bang, I like it. TD, it would take a brave man to pick the Vikings in this one. Are you brave enough to do it? No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Smithy was right in everything he said. The Packers, they're so consistent. Uh, they obviously had that awful game in week one, and they've played so well since, um, apart from that game against the Chiefs, where there was no Rodgers, but the defense still played really well. Uh, it's really hard to go against them this season, and especially in this game. And Aaron Rodgers has thrown four touchdown passes in his last two games following a game where he had zero touchdown passes, and he had zero last week. So he could attack this Viking secondary, and they are vulnerable Um they are a vulnerable pass defense, so Aaron Rodgers might have a big day. Yeah, he definitely might. Let's move on to the Saints and the Eagles. TD, you've got this game for two teams that have been indoctrinated in the I have no fucking idea club when it comes to the rosters. So how the hell do we pick a winner in this game? Well, it's a big game in terms of wildcard race. and Maybe it's a little too early to be speaking about the wildcard race, but um, you know, although it's still possible, nobody really expects either of these teams to win their division. Um, the Eagles, for me, have a very soft schedule for the rest of the season. If they can win this game, I think they're a real good shot at the playoffs, to be honest. I, I don't think they will. Um, but if you look at their schedule, they've got the Giants twice, they've got Washington twice, they have the Jets, and they've got the Cowboys in Week 18 who could be resting players. So that's a really uh, nice schedule if they can get hot. Um there's certainly a chance at a playoff spot. The Saints, they've got the best run defense in the NFL. They allow 72 yards per game, which is just incredible. Um, only 57 per game in their last three. They have been in ideal situations. They had that big lead on Tampa. And then obviously they played the Falcons and Titans who were pretty useless on the ground at this point. Um, but I think we're really going to find out how good they actually are in this game. We all know Philadelphia loves to run the ball. They've had big success in their last three games. They average over 200 yards on the ground. Um, and that's where this game is going to be won for either team. If the Eagles are going to get 200 yards on the ground, they're going to win the game. If the, if the Saints can slow them down, I think the Saints win. Uh, Kamara looks like he might be back. The Saints don't really have the luxury of resting him if he isn't 100%. Uh, he's such a big part of that offense. And their chances of winning this game drop drastically without him. Philadelphia, they're one of the league's best teams in terms of ball control. Um, and I think if New Orleans can force a couple of turnovers, uh, I really like their chance to win the game. If they can't, though, I think Philly, um, you know, I think Philly win the game. And I, I'm going to lean towards Philly. I think they'll be able to take care of the ball at home uh, and get the win. I reckon he's ripped the absolute piss out of that, Smithy, considering these are two teams in the got no clue club. I reckon Alien's dominated. Yeah, I actually flipped the coin uh, before we started recording just to know who I'd tip because, <laughs> as we've mentioned, I've got no fucking idea. Uh, <laughs> but now I will tip the Eagles. Home field advantage I like, and I just don't know if I can trust Trevor Simeon yet. I'm not I'm not sure I'm there yet. Uh, and, yeah, I like what Philly have been doing. That They've been really good to watch. 
Yeah, they have I'm going with Philly as well. Next up is the hardest game for Smithy to watch all season. His Panthers take on his island team in the Washington football team. So unless this game is a tie, and even then he won't be happy, our man. He's going to be heartbroken one way or the other. But Smithy, who wins in this one and why? But more importantly, he's back. Mate, you've looked at that at the pessimistic side. I'm looking at optimistically. This is the game I've been waiting for all year because no matter who wins, I'm happy. If if Carolina if, if Carolina win, I'm stoked. If the football team win, the island's rocking, and I'm going to forget the sadness about the Panthers. So uh, it's it's going to be a ripping game. I can't wait. Uh, as I said earlier, this, all signs are pointing to Cam Newton starting, and I am just so pumped. I am so excited. It's going to be so fun to see him back. Um, he sort of teased Panthers fans last week with a few touchdowns in his limited time. And, uh, yeah, it's going to bring back 2015 vibes. This Washington defense, it's been poor all year, uh, although it really bounced back last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Without Chase Young, how's their pass rush going to look? Um, obviously, he's a pretty big, uh, pretty big key to take out of that defense who has already been struggling. So uh, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting to see how they go rushing the pass zone, if they can put Cam Newton under pressure. Uh, the Panthers' defense, I I just I talk them up every week, and there's stats to prove it. They're, they only allow 173 passing yards per game this season, which is the best in the NFL, and I can see them making the game really tough for our man, the Heineken beer. So uh, I'm going to tip my Panthers. I like, I think our defense is definitely the best unit in the game. And um, I look to that when I'm not too sure. And I trust our defense the most. I think we can make it really difficult on Washington and come out with a win. Can't wait to see the former MVP back in action. I'll tell you what, and if there is one man who knows how to coach against Cam, it's Ron Rivera too. So... What a matchup that is going to be. Now, TD, before we get into your part of the analysis in this game, uh, I feel like Smithy is like a constipated man in the hospital because I feel like he's full of shit right now. Uh, I don't think he's got much optimism about this game at all. I don't think he wants to watch it. I think if Carolina win here, uh, lose, he isn't going to give a fuck about the island. What do you think? I agree. I, I don't, yeah, think, he's I don't think he's happy either way. I nah. think he's, he's desperate for a Panthers win, and I, I think he will be upset if they don't. Yep, I'm with you. Do you think the Panthers get the job done? Yeah, I, I do. I I really like them to win if Cam is starting. Um, and not because I think he's going to return to the MVP form that he once was in. He just isn't going to turn the ball over five times uh, like a certain quarterback that's name rhymes with Pam Arnold. Uh, <laughs> that is a man who's gone for some improv. And he's done it magnificently. I know this isn't a visual medium, but I need to paint a word picture here. He's gone like a certain quarterback, and then the light bulb went off, and he went, I can rhyme this. And then he said, that rhymes with, and then his mind went, fuck, what does it rhyme with? (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. But you saved yourself, mate. You've done beautifully. Continue. Yeah, uh, I I just, yeah, I think they're the better team. I like their defense. Um, Washington's defense, it was really good last week, but I can't trust that one performance um, when they've played nine or ten games, um, and especially with Chase Young out. So I'm pretty confident about the Panthers, especially at home. I'll tell you what, if I didn't have 
pick one in the locks this week. This is the kind of game that you'd lock up or I would lock up if I had pick two or pick three. I'm not sure if I'm too confident in going with pick one, but the Panthers win for mine. The Cowboys, TD touched on it in the beginning of the show, are playing their biggest game in half a decade. They've got the Kansas City Chiefs who looked back last week in a big win over the Raiders. I cannot wait for the biased and unbiased preview, TD. How are you, first of all, and then how confident are you that the Cowboys can get the job done? I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm excited. It's finally a big game for this Dallas team, and I haven't really been excited for a Cowboys game since week two, and that probably shows how good I've had it as a Cowboys fan. They've had a bunch of games against lesser teams and games where they where you go, oh, the Cowboys should win this game. There's no real excitement when that's happening. It's just kind of, you know, hoping that they win so they don't look stupid like they did in the game against Denver. But, um, you know, I, I like to see this team get tested. I've been dreading this game for years. The Cowboys haven't played the Chiefs since Mahomes' rookie season, um, and he obviously sat that year until Week 17. Dallas is the only team uh, the Chiefs haven't played since then, um, and the, well, the only other team he hasn't played is Minnesota, and he missed that game due to injury. But he, he's probably going to want to play well against, you know, one of the most popular teams in the NFL, if not the most popular team, there's no way he, he's not going to go. Oh, my first time against the Cowboys, I, I just want to you know hand the ball off and not make it my game. So, I, I kind of dreading it that way. Uh, but the Cowboys' defense, it's it's been a massive weakness in previous years. That's kind of why I've been dreading the matchup, um, and it's kind of happened at a good spot, to be honest. Uh, not really, they're not bad anymore. If you're feeling generous, you kind of say they're a good defense. Um, if you're not, you can at least say they're competent, which I think they am. Oh, they are, sorry. Uh, they're one of the best units at taking the ball away. They've got a great matchup against the second worst team at giving the ball away, which is the Chiefs. The Chiefs did bounce back last week. Um, and I think we're going to find out in this game if they really are back. The Cowboys, they're vulnerable to giving up chunk plays. Uh, it's a bit of a worry. That's obviously the Chiefs' strength, and it has been for a while. Tyreek Hill, he's such a threat, um, especially on that deep ball. So they're going to have to watch out for that. Uh, it goes without saying they're going to have to stop it. Um, offensively, Dallas should have success. Uh, the Chiefs are giving up plenty of points and yards. Um, the Cowboys can attack through the air and on the ground. They're top five in both. Um, they're only averaging 90 yards on the ground, though, in their last three. So that's a bit of an issue at the moment. I think the Cowboys on the road, they're going to want to keep this Chiefs team on the sideline, obviously, that offense. Um, so I'm looking for a big game from Zeke. I think if he can get 20 or more carries and maybe 100, 120 yards, I think the Cowboys win, and I'm going to pick them. Bang, I love that confidence. Smithy, do you share TD's optimism about the Cowboys' chances in this one? Nah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, and we move on to the next game. Why not? Nah, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Uh, I think they're back, and they're not in the position this year where they can just cruise through the second half of the season. They are in in the pack of those wild card teams, and if they want to get into a comfortable spot where they can maybe fight for a first-round buy in the AFC, they need to win as many games as they can. They also have won their last 10 games against NFC teams. Uh, so they have a really great record against the NFC. Um, so, yeah, I, I just like the Chiefs in this spot. Um, it, I, think it's a, I think it's a good spot for them. And obviously that stat uh, excludes the Super Bowl where they lost to Tampa Bay. It's regular season wins. I just yeah. wanted to clear that up so I don't look like an idiot. Do your own but, um, 
<laughs> but but uh, no, I, I I do like the Chiefs in this spot. I just think that they they are back, and um, the Cowboys are coming off a cupcake win in Week Ten, so I think they might come into it a little bit underdone. Bang, there we go. Now, I think this is a matchup of a team that knows how to win. We know the Chiefs know how to win. And Dallas are a team that are looking to learn how to win. As TD said, they haven't been relevant for a little while now. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs for that reason as well. I will say this, though. If the Cowboys do win this game, I don't think the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. So I reckon that I'm, I'm one of probably many people who picked the Chiefs to leave the AFC. So just going to put that out there. Let's move on to the Niners. And the Jags, Smithy, you've got this game. The Niners were dominating last week. They took the Rams apart. The Jags lost again. The Niners look like they play better against good teams. So do you think this could be a trap? Yeah, this is a sneaky underrated game for this week's slate, I feel. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this one. Uh, I like what the Jags have done in the last two weeks since I declared that I was done with them and they were rubbish, um, <laughs> which just seems to be a trend for us this year. We pot teams <laughs> and they end up coming good. Uh, so that's always good to know. But I do worry about their pass defense in this game. Uh, they're ranked 28th in yard uh, net yards per attempt. So, And they're facing some serious playmakers in George Kittle and Debo Samuel who has just been electric after the catch this year. So I think that's a serious worry. Um, the 49ers' defense showed up against Matt Stafford. I was liking this spot for Trevor Lawrence until the Monday night game. Uh, now I'm a little bit concerned for him because that 49ers' defense looked like they were back on track. But I do like the Jags to keep this game relatively close. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting game. But I think the 49ers are just going to make a few too many big plays and they're going to end up taking away the victory here. And there we go. TD, is it going to be too much for the Jags who I know the upset over the Bills was fantastic, but we also can't ignore the body of work, which just says that they have underperformed this year. Do you think they do so again? Probably. Um, their defense is improving. We've seen that the last couple of weeks. It's their offense that kind of isn't and it's, it's a lot of people are hanging shit on Trevor Lawrence. It's, he's not the issue here. The the offense is giving up plenty of penalties. There's plenty of drops in that team as well. Um, he actually threw the ball really well last week. Uh, it's just unfortunate. Obviously, didn't have a good completion percentage. The 49ers, they need to back up that big win they had. We've seen so many teams this year have that big win and then they drop a game they probably should win. Um, and the 49ers can't afford that uh, to happen here. They kind of won last week, put themselves back in the race. They can't drop this game and, and fall back behind. I think this 49ers defense, um, obviously, is going to be confident after last week, and I think they're going to obviously stifle the Jaguars' offense. Yeah, they definitely are. Niners for me as well. Let's move on to the Cardinals and the Seahawks. And, TD, this is your game. We don't know whether Kyler is going to play. It seems more likely than unlikely at this stage. The Seahawks were shut out for the first time since Dazzling was in high school. Well, actually, all of us were in high school. Um, it seems that long ago. What do you think happens in this one if Kyler plays, if Kyler doesn't, and does that affect your tip? Yeah, I, th I think that would affect a lot of people's tips just because the Cardinals, they're so explosive with him mm. and then without him, you know, you can't really replace a player like that. Uh, a lot of people are calling this must win for Seattle. I don't see it that way. Uh, they do play Arizona again. They just have to win one of the games, I, I think, to keep their season going. It doesn't have to be this one. They do 
play them again. Um, but they do need to, oh, I mean, I want to see improvement from them. Their offense obviously stunk last week. It was poor conditions to play in. Ross is, uh, Russ is coming back off that finger injury. Uh, so it, it, no one knows how much of what was the issue last week, but we'll find out in this game, I think. Kyler, as you said, he's still on his way back from the ankle injury. I think Colt McCoy's hurt as well. So if none of them play, I, I don't even know who their third string quarterback is. And, I think and that's it's a you. Big, <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, but that's obviously an issue for Arizona. Uh, their offense, it's, it's not as explosive without Kyler, as I said. Clearly, uh, you can't replace a player like that. They are in a good spot, though. They're 8-2, and two, and they can kind of afford to rest him uh, if he's not 100%, which is a good position to be in. I do like Seattle's defense lately. They're fourth in points allowed per game in their last three. Um, once again, if no Kyler, I love the matchup here for them. There's too many questions, I think, surrounding the injury status of so many key players for Arizona for me to kind of be comfortable taking them on the road in this game. And I think Seattle get the win coming back home. Um, and hopefully, you know, there's a bit of or better performance from Russell Wilson. Um, as I said, I don't know how much of what was the issue last week. Hopefully it was more the weather and a bit of rust as opposed to his finger giving him um, some trouble. But we'll find out here. But I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah, I did make the pun that he was looking rusty. I still don't apologize for that pun, but I agree with you. I think anyone the second time back is going to outperform them there. Smithy, I am going to get your analysis. Don't think I've forgotten about you, but I'm going to put this out there because I'm going to tip the Seahawks as well, and I would even if Kyler was coming back. So no matter what, I'll be taking the Seahawks. Smithy, what do you think happens in this one? Yeah, I'm tipping the Seahawks as well. I'm with you guys. The Cardinals have the bye next week. So in my yeah. opinion, it would be foolish to rush back the likes of Kyler and D-Hop for this game. Just let them rest this week. Take the loss on the chin. Go into the bye eight and three. You're still in a fantastic spot thanks to teams like the Rams losing last week. So, um, yeah, I don't expect Kyler or DeAndre Hopkins to play. I think the Arizona Cardinals are just going to take this one on the chin accept the loss, move into their bye week, and then attack the last half of the year with their healthy team. So I will be taking the Seahawks. Bang, there we go. Now, TD, you've got the back-to-back here. Sorry, the Steelers and the Chargers. The Chargers defense let them down last week, and my man fully loaded looked a bit rusty. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't know how to win in overtime last week. There is some doubt over Big Ben and TJ Watt over there. Uh, fitness. If they don't play, this probably becomes an even easier game to tip. But the Chargers defense has worried us. How worried are you about the Chargers defense in this game? Or do you think they can overcome it and walk away with a win? Well, the Chargers are at home um, and they really need to get a win, I think. They haven't been impressive lately. They've lost three of their last four and they've probably been favoured in all of those except maybe that Rams game. Um, But yeah, it, it really shows how much they've dropped off. They obviously started so well. Their defense can't get stops. They're relying too much on that offense, and it's just not producing at the moment. Um, and that's kind of harsh because they're still they're still performing. They're still a good offense. They're just not the same as what they were about six weeks ago, uh, and they need to be better uh, to put up with the kind of defense that they have. Uh, they're still last in the league in run defense, over 155 yards per game, and teams are killing them with the run. Um, and it's such a horrible weakness to have the opposition are picking up first downs on the ground with ease and they they can't stop it. And I, I can't see it stopping, to be honest. There's no easy fix there. Obviously, it's a good matchup for Najee Harris. He's had 20-plus carries in, his, in five straight games. Um, and I think if he gets 20-plus here, he could genuinely explode. 
Uh, and that's what the Steelers want. They're going to want to run the ball. Um, they had a slow start to the season running the ball. They're getting better. Um, the offensive line is playing a lot better. It, for me, it's a really tough game to pick. The Steelers aren't great. Uh, a lot of people are overreacting to the tie with the Lions. Um, obviously, there's going to be teams that tie or lose to the Lions, or there'll be at least one that loses, I'd say, this year. But, you know, on the other hand, the Chargers, at their best, they're extremely good. Uh, but it's been a while since we've seen it. I just can't trust either of them. Uh, but as Daz said, maybe no Big Ben. If there's no Big Ben, I'm going to pick LA, and that's what I'm basing my pick on. I'm going to pick LA. Bang, Smithy. Now, I did don't abuse this power. That's what I'm going to preface this with. But we did admit that your concerns over my man fully loaded were vindicated last week, and he has been in a little bit of a slump. So you were right. I'm treating this with kick gloves because I know this man's head could swell up the size of his Zoom screen right now. So, But is this the perfect game for fully loaded to bounce back? Yes, I think it could be. If there's no TJ Watt, then yes, um, because the Steelers haven't been incredibly intimidating against the pass. Uh, their run game has struggled. The Chargers' run game has struggled of late, so they might have to lean on it. The Chargers have really frustrated me because, as you said, they've lost three of the last four, and a lot of those games they should have won or you know, were expected to win. Um, and this is another one of those at home against the Steelers coming off a terrible performance, could be missing their starting quarterback and best defensive player. Everything is just shaping up for a big Chargers win, but they're just not producing at the moment. So I'm going to sheepishly tip, tip the Chargers. I don't feel good about it, but they just have to win this game. There's nothing else to say about it. Yeah, I'm not going to put the moz on my man fully loaded, but I think the Chargers win as well. Smithy, your last game of the week looks looked like a beauty only three or four weeks ago and extenuating circumstances has brought it down a touch potentially, but the Raiders and the Bengals, the two most surprising teams in the first six weeks of the season, both have taken a step back for different reasons. One of them is going to bounce back here. Who do you think it is? Yeah, two teams who you mentioned, mate, are in a bit of a form slump at the moment. Uh Vegas are on a two-game losing streak, and the Bengals got absolutely smashed by the Browns before the bye, which reads really poorly after the Patriots lost last week. Uh, if you're Cleveland, Joe Burrow now leads the league in interceptions thrown with 11, mm. uh, which isn't which isn't a great sign for him. Uh, he's starting to become a bit turnover prone, but the good news is for him is that the Las Vegas Raiders defense has only had four interceptions this year. So they struggle to create turnovers. I think that's really important in this game because the thing that can beat the Bengals is themselves. I think Joe Burrow is prone to mistakes. I think their defense can be prone to mistakes at time and their coaching isn't perfect. So um, if they don't have a team come out and take it to them straight away, especially a defense, if the Raiders can't come out on defense and take it to them straight away, I think the Bengals can win this game. I am worried about their offensive line coming up against what has been a very good pass rush in Las Vegas this year uh, with Max Crosby playing out of his skin and Yankin Gokwe coming back and having a really good season after being a great player um, earlier in his career on the Jags. I do trust the Bengals a little bit more than the Raiders at the moment, 
And I think coming off the bye, having that rest, having that extra time to prepare for this game, I think it's going to serve them well. And I think they can win here on the road. Bang. There we go. TD. Now, Smithy touched on it a bit there, but being able to trust teams and make it easier to tip them, does that sway you towards the Bengals at all, even though you've got a soft spot for the Raiders? Not really. Um, it, it's For me, it's a real tough game to pick because I, I don't know who I trust more in this game. Um, obviously, both started really well and they've both dropped off since. Um, it, it kind of, for me, I, I just look at the weapons that each team has on offense and I think the Bengals, I like their weapons a little bit more. Um, obviously, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and, and Tyler Boyd are really good three wide receivers to have. And when you look at the Raiders, I know they've got Darren Waller at tight end and Hunter Renfro in the slot a lot of the time. But other than that, they they don't really have much. And the offense does look a little thin um, at receiver without Henry Ruggs there. And it's shown in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I think I'm going to take the Bengals on that and that alone. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. And I think my man Jamar responds uh, from his buy last week where he couldn't get any rookie watch votes. I reckon he'll have a game good enough to get four. Don't know how that's possible, but I'm backing my man to genuinely take the piss. In this one, the last game before we get to our locks, Smithy certs, and then we will leave you for the time being, is the Giants and the Bucks. Now, normally, TD, I come with you with a fantastic leading question. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the best question, but it's one that needs answering. Who the fuck put this on primetime? Yeah, it looks a little stupid now. And yeah, it probably we need looked, answers. <laughs> looks a little stupid at all. I mean, no one really expected the Giants to be any good this year. And I know they kind of like to put every team on primetime once, but not really a great matchup to put them on primetime for. Actually, they've, they've already had one this year against Washington, so they probably don't deserve this one. But I think it's a bad spot for New York. They are coming off their bye. Um, as I said last episode, teams with Tom Brady haven't lost three straight since 2002, and I don't expect that to happen here. The Giants haven't been bad lately. They've had two wins, and they had that three-point loss to Kansas City before the bye, but I think it's too much to ask beating Tampa on the road. The Bucks are 4-0 at home. Uh, Tampa Bay have the number three scoring offense with 31 points per game, and I'll be shocked if they can't bounce back here. I know I said last week I'd be shocked if they can't score 30 against Washington, and that didn't happen, so I'm going to be shocked if I could be wrong twice uh, in a row with the Bucs. But um, the Giants, they've been pretty good at preventing points lately, only 12 points per game allowed in their last three. Uh, but once again, I feel like it's too much to ask stopping this Bucks team again. Uh, it kind of feels like Saquon will be back for this game for New York. Uh, he's been out since week five. It's not a great matchup for him. The Bucks have a really strong run defense, like we've all said the whole year. Uh, but Saquon, he's a home run hitter, um, and he does have the ability to break off big runs, and maybe that might be the difference in this game. Uh, but their run game, it hasn't been great, and it really needs to improve with Saquon back. Um, New York, uh, New York, sorry, have been a lot better at hanging on to the ball this year, and they're going to have to do it if there's any chance to win this game. I do think the Bucks will find a way to get those extra possessions. They always seem to have a few turnovers, um, and they need to bounce back, and I think they will. Smithy, uh, I asked TD a question. It might not have been the best question, but it needs an answer, and I'm going to do the same thing to you. How does a man have the arrogance to say he'd be shocked if he was wrong when he went 43% in his tips last week? That's simply extraordinary for me, I mean. Yeah, look. I can't believe he's gone with that. It's not ideal. <laughs> it, it, 
You'd have to be rolling at something around seventy five percent to even think about saying something like that. <laughs> but thoughts. below, but below fifty, you can't be rolling with that. That's just terrible. But it's even losers. That's. <laughs> It's a good Actually, point. not that good. Only fifty-seven <laughs> percent. <laughs> that is a man that spoke before he did math. Who says the education <laughs> system's not imperfect? Smithy, you've claimed that there is one way to beat the Bucks, and that is throwing the ball. Do you trust Daniel Jones in his ball throwing ability? Uh, not at all. Um, okay. I, awesome. think, I think I think the Bucks are going to win this very comfortably. They're going to be. Out for blood after losing two games in a row at home in prime time. Yeah, don't watch Giants fans. Yeah. <laughs> You're on prime time for the second time this year and just find something else to do. Smithy's advice. All right, let's get to the locks. Now, all three of our locks lost last week. We've had one week where all of our locks won. We've had one week where all of our locks lost. I highly recommend not trying to say that 10 times really fast. Now, this is that kind of time with the fact that all of our locks lost, that I'm genuinely surprised this first pick has come to me um, because I got the most tips right and my lock lost by the least, which getting anything uh, rewarding by proxy is never a fun feeling, but Big Dazzling's bouncing back. He's going to take the Packers to absolutely wipe the floor with Minnesota, and the fact that that game qualifies is genuinely boggling to me. I know the Vikings like to keep it close, but the Packers are men on a mission, and they're going to do this comfortably. Smithy, you have got pick two. Who are you stunned has fallen to you? I might be crazy, but I am locking my Carolina Panthers oh, yes, to beat I love the Washington that. football team. I... It's yeah. funny because I think this time last week I was pretty much uh, on death row in terms of my <laughs> Panther love. Uh, we signed Cam Newton the next day. We smashed the leaders in the NFC a few days later. And now I think my team is the greatest thing since sliced bread. This could come <laughs> back to bite me on the ass, but I'm locking up my Panthers. Oh, I love it. And that just proves that you are full of shit about that you don't care who wins. So I will call that checkmate, my friend. Dazzling one, Smithy zero, TD. Someone has slid to you, mate, that you're looking forward to announcing. So who are you genuinely befuddled has fallen to your pick three? Yeah, I cannot believe this team is still here. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, for, for me to lock up. But I'm going to lock up my Dallas Cowboys uh, in their game against the Chiefs. Uh, last time they were this good, uh, it was Dak and Zeke's rookie year. And that whole year I kept doubting them um, in big games. And they, they kept winning those big games. I'm not going to be pessimistic this time. Uh, and I'm not going to do it again this time. They can beat any team at their best, and I think they will be at their best in this game. Wow. I'm borderline speechless, <laughs> which for a uh, for a podcast, probably not the best attitude to have. But you know what, Smithy? We're big fans of the optimism, oh, if yeah. nothing else. I it's love not optimism. It. What's my lock record? <laughs> Pretty good at picking five. them. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there's a 50% chance we win that. Yeah, that's it. And let me tell you, I'm more than happy for more beers to be put into the pot because we're at, between the three of us, 83 at the moment. So we're flying. That is three slabs and some extras. Goodness gracious me. All right, let's get to Smithy certs and then we'll get out of here now. I said on the top that Smithy needs a rebound more than Charlie Sheen. This man is running at three out of 10 in his last two weeks. My kids were getting ready to eat lobster and they've been fed ramen and frankly, Smithy, I've had a gutful. So if we could get back on the winner's list, that would be great. But just to show how bad Colin is, you've had these two shit weeks and you're still ahead by three. Yeah. Uh, call me fully loaded because I'm in a bit of a mid-season slump, but uh, I'm going to start us off here. I'm going to roll with Dazza's Miami Dolphins at minus oh three and a half against Thank the you. New York Jets. 
I just can't trust a team that starts Joe Flacco. So uh, enough analysis there. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. I like it. Uh, even though I think you are blatantly wrong and the Dolphins are going to fuck this up astronomically. But hey, if I'm wrong, we both win. And I'm a big fan of that second game. Yeah, uh, Carolina Panthers for me at minus three against the Washington football team. I just think our defense is by far the best unit in the game and it's going to make life very tough on the Heineken beer. This could genuinely be the most optimistic show we've done and it's not one of my favorites. Uh, No, I'm only messing around. Smithy, game three, mate. Over the hump. Let's go. Going the huge upset with the Texans. Uh, They're at (laughs) plus 10 and considering I picked them to win the game, uh, (laughs) I I think that's pretty juicy. So... uh, yeah, Houston Texans plus 10. Man, I was a massive upset. I love that. Everything about that analysis, the pick and the cert, it's, I'm a big fan. And if you win, Smithy, you get six off me, which you'll enjoy probably more than getting the cert right. Who is game four? Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I feel like Michael Scott in the office when he says, I am ready to be hurt again because <laughs> I put my eggs in the Seahawks basket last week and they let me down. But as I said in the preview, I just can't see the Cardinals risking Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins before their bye. Uh, if Colt McCoy can't get up for the game, they're running with their third string Arizona. So if the Cardinals can't win and they're plus one and a half, so they can even lose by a point and I still get it right. So I think that's pretty handy. Yeah, beautiful. I like it. And finish us off, mate. Yeah, I'm tipping a blowout here uh, in prime time. Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 10 and a half. It's a large line, but I just think that they're going to come out and absolutely dominate this game from start to finish. Tom Brady, as TD so magnificently brought up last week, hasn't lost three games in a row since 2002. And uh, I don't think this is going to be a a close game. I think they're going to absolutely blow the doors off the New York Giants. Bang, there we go. And Smitty, I don't want to deter you, mate, but I saw on Twitter this morning that teams that had a 10-point lead or more this year in the NFL are 5-17 and 17 for covering the spread. So, um, look, good luck to you. Uh, look, sorry, 5-14. Five and, five and 14. My apologies. Buffalo did it last week for me, so um, yep. I don't mind too much. Mate, absolutely, and I'm sure you'll be back in the winner's books. TD, you've been magnificent as always, mate. Um, fingers crossed you uh, don't have a complete and utter aneurysm watching the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Look after yourself. We'll see you in the review. Smithy, you are going to sign us off in your signature style. We will see everyone in the next episode. I hope the Dolphins win, but if they don't, I get the tip right and I'll live with that. Smithy's Island is going to be a depressing one if his Panthers get up and we'll see you for the review. Yeah, thanks for joining us for this week 11 preview. Jeez, it's going to be a bit of a flat review if the Panthers, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins lose. My goodness, after all the optimism we have shown tonight. But thank you for listening. Hope your team goes well this week. Let's go, Panthers. But most importantly, stay safe, everyone.